Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Awad here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, and the Commanders' head coaching search has come to an end. The Jedi Council, put together by Josh Harris, that includes Magic Johnson, Bob Myers, Rick Spielman, Mitchell Rails, the advisory board, has come together and found the new hire. The next head coach of your Washington Commanders is Dan Quinn, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, who has served as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys for the last three years. A very successful stint in Dallas comes to an end as he'll be coming to Washington to become the next head coach of your Commanders. Adam Peters, the team's new GM, makes his first hire it is Dan Quinn joining us right now. Michael Phillips from MP on the mic. Scale of 1 to 10, outside of like your reporters, reporters yeah. angle of this, yeah. just being a guy from the area, a fan of the team, 1 through 10, how siced are you? <laughs> you like that? How siced are you? Yeah, siced is not the word I've heard anybody use today. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that the siced meter has gone up very high. Yeah. It's a, ooh, it's uh, yeah, we're low. On I'm the, getting a lot of tweets and uh, messages I, from people. You can hit us up at AWOD Radio at nine ten the fan. Call in eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. That this is Ron Rivera two I am higher than the fan base, which doesn't say anything. The fan base is a negative on the sized meter right now. Yeah. I, I think you – look, you missed. You swung, you missed. Um, I think the problem is this ownership has done one coaching search ever, right? So their batting average and getting the guy they want is zero. Uh, that doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean they'll be bad forever. Um, but I, I think people are reacting like the sky is falling. When the sky is not falling, they got a professional – Competent coach. Um, I, if, if I have to pick, so, as I say that, if I have to pick something that makes me nervous, Quinn was the presumed favorite in Seattle, and Seattle went with Mike McDonald of the Ravens. I think Quinn's, ha- you know, it was his job to lose in Seattle, and they said, no, we want a young star who, who might be the guy. That's that's the part where I say, that's that's not great. Well, I think you said it perfectly. They swang and they missed. It was a swing and a miss, and that's exactly what it was. And you can you can love it, or you can hate it. Dan Quinn's the head coach, blah, blah, blah. That's not the guy they wanted. It's not the guy the fan base wanted. It's not the, the message that they portrayed at the press conference when they said we want a leader of men who can be here for 20 years and build with this franchise. Dan Quinn's not that guy. Uh, you know, it's a trust-the-process situation. I do think that Dan Quinn could be here to kind of right the ship, and then he's blown out. And then in three years, it's Bobby Slowick, and by that time, he's ready for this opportunity, and that's the home run hire. This was not a home run hire. This was, hey, we had a head coaching vacancy. We filled the void. I have a question for you, because I do think Dan Quinn is on year-to-year notice, right? Just right out of the gate. Dan yeah. Quinn could be gone next oh, yeah. year. Dan Quinn could be gone. His defense he's, needs to be top 15 year one. He's very fireable. Yeah. Um, if Ben Johnson calls next offseason and says, hey, I made a mistake, I want back in, uh, do you hold this against him, or are you answering the call? I, 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 I can't answer that, because I was not on that plane. I think those guys are the ones that need to answer it, because I think, look, if I, I was what, on that plane, I would say, hell no. Are you kidding me? I think we all feel like we're on the plane right now. Right? I mean, it's it's one of those situations where it felt like he screwed us. It really did. And so with that being said, I would never want him to come to Washington. If they had a conversation and it, maybe it wasn't as bad as the optics looked, then, then 
you can give a, you know give him a shot here. Uh, but it it doesn't look good. It does not look good, and you know it's put them in a tough spot in their first year. That said. I am willing to wait to see who the offensive coordinator is. I'm willing to wait to see who the staff is. I trust Dan Quinn to put together a competent, professional group of of NFL coaches. This is the guy who hired Kyle Shanahan. This is the guy who hired great assistants when he was in Seattle. This is the guy who, by all accounts, has hired great assistants in Dallas. That Dallas Cowboys defense, ignore the Packers game, had a really great season and was really good last year, too. I'm I'm open to the possibility that a, a stud offensive coordinator is coming in and we'll forget this. I, I am, too, because that's what I originally wanted, was a defensive-minded head coach and then a young offensive coordinator that's going to become a hot commodity in a few years. Right, like we, you know, I had a, a, a caller on Saturday in my show in DC said that perfectly. He was like, "We've never gotten to the point where we're in an NFC title game, and our offense coordinator or our defense coordinator is the hot name that that uh, NFL teams are asking to interview him for their coaching vacancy." We never had that. I'd love to get to that point where we're twelve and five, and everyone's talking about our young OC. You know, that's a good problem to have. Uh- I, I do love the problems people identify. Like it, it, when I give my take of like I would start Sam Howell in the first six games, and somebody's always like, "What if Sam Howell does really well?" Like, well, what is what That's a, a stupid problem. thing to worry about? Right. Like, let's be well, five well, and one, please. You, I, I think they should change the commander's name when they open the new stadium. Well, what if they win a Super Bowl before then? I'll be all right. Yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm yeah. gonna be okay. Right. I really will. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good point. You can always tweet us. At AWOD Radio or at 910 The Fan, Trevor tweets us, says, Michael, is this a misery Wednesday? It They didn't get their guy. They, they didn't did, get their guy. They didn't get their guy. I don't know that there is a radio show in the DMV that's talking commanders that's throwing a party right now. They didn't that's get popping their... champagne for Dan Quinn. There, it is, is, there is one. There's one. I wanted to throw out. It is Thursday today. It is Thursday? Thursday. Well, yeah. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the, the rooster, Chris yeah. R- Chris Russell. Well, he's, he, here, here's a general rule of thumb. If the rooster's celebrating and everybody else is mourning, you didn't win the hire. Yeah, no, it's a good point there. Uh, look, I, I, Dan Quinn's the initial name that I circled because I want a defense that's going to blitz. I want a defense that's going to get after the quarterback, and I thought he had a ton of success in Atlanta, and I do not blame him for the 28-3 debacle to the Patriots. It's a terrible loss. But it's Tom Brady. I mean, they turned it into a movie. Like, what else do you want me to say? You know? it, 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 look, if Kyle Shanahan mixes in a couple of runs there, we're not even talking about that. The Brady legacy looks very different, obviously. So many things are different along the line if that game turns out differently. Doesn't change the fact to me Dan Quinn got them to the Super Bowl. This is no different than the conversation we had the other day. Ben Johnson botched the goal line sequence against the 49ers. Do you still want Ben Johnson? Well, yeah, because he was playing in the game. We haven't sniffed that game in how long? I mean, yeah. 1991? Is that what we're talking about? Right. Like, like, don't, don't, people fall in love with who's here. You know, remember, like, well, you have to keep this guy and you have to keep this guy. No, you don't. They haven't sniffed the NFC title game since 91. The interesting thing about this Dan Quinn hire, and we talked about this last week, where you told me I was wrong when I said, I want Adam Peters to have a say in the OC and the DC hire. And everyone seems to believe that. No, the head coach has to have that say. He needs to have that final say in who he brings because you don't want to handcuff him before he gets here. 
does Dan Quinn have the connections to hire a home run offense coordinator? Absolutely. I, I trust him more than Mike McDonald, right? With Mike McDonald, I agree there. you're bringing in a guy who doesn't have connections. You're maybe leaning on Adam Peters a little bit more. You're maybe saying, hey, you know, who's a veteran guy we can pick that we can bring in to make that happen? Uh, there, there's lots of different moving parts here that, that, that you don't have to worry about with Dan Quinn. Adam Peters now can focus on picking the best 53 players to make the Washington Commanders roster. He can focus on getting the most out of six draft picks in the top 102. Ben Standig taught me that the other day. I've been saying five in the top 100. It's six in the top 102. Ooh. Standing taught me that. Gets a little better. It's juicier. It's juicier. It's, yeah. it's good radio. Standing room only. Standing <laughs> room only. Uh, six, six draft picks in the top 102. Adam Peters doesn't need to hold Dan Quinn's hand. Dan Quinn can assemble a coaching staff, coach a team, and whether they're a good team or not, he will not embarrass himself. He, he will be professional. He will respect the organization, all those things. He frees the general manager up to go be the general manager to build a roster that can finally become something. Yeah, and, and I think part of the reason why he was hired is because, same the reason that Adam Peters was hired, the vision and lined with what Josh Harris and Adam Peters have as the pathway to success for the commanders in the future. And I think... We're going to hear more and more about how Ben Johnson's vision did not match what Adam Peters had. You know, that's that's the story that's going to get floated. Look, I... You I think they swung and missed on Ben Johnson. I think they swung and missed on Ben Johnson. I, I And I don't really disagree with you on that because that was where all the smoke was, right? Grant Polson's more plugged in than anyone. He was the greatest beat reporter the Commanders have ever had, right? Back 10 years ago, he's breaking a story every week. This guy was doing Ben Johnson's alerts for a reason. Ben Johnson got his offensive line coach to agree to come to Washington with Hank, Hank Fraley. Like, that's not a thing you hypothetically do. Right. You don't hypothetically go to people in your building and you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to have a Zoom interview with Washington. Like, if that goes well, would you think about co-? Like, no. You're f- much further down the road by the time you do that. And yeah. that's okay. Like, they missed publicly. That's the part that stinks. Uh, there, there's two scenarios here. One is, if the Lions lose earlier, we never find out about any of this. Because you miss with Johnson right after the, the wild card round or right after the divisional round. No big no big deal. You know, there's lots of other candidates out there. If you If they make the Super Bowl... I think he probably bounces. I think you probably lock him up this week, and it's a done deal. We're all just waiting for him to finish up in Vegas. It was just that worst possible timing. He made the NFC title game, but he didn't win it. He had the second thoughts. Um, it, the demands were whatever they were. There's no salary cap on coaches. It wasn't. It may have been power, but it wasn't money. Yeah, I, I go back to what we talked about on your show. The NFL. 2024 head coaching hiring cycle scorecard tweeted by Adam Schefter. Patriots get Gerard Mayo. Scale one to ten. I think that's like a seven out of ten right there. Yeah, but Vrabel was there, so you're not gonna point. It's a six okay. that's a six to me. You could have had Vrabel. All right, you give him a six. Raiders Antonio Pierce. I love that. That felt that, like a ten out of ten because that, you just can't let that guy out of the building. That's where I'm the at. The Giants I'm, were circling. I'm gonna give it a nine. Look, okay. I don't even know if anybody can win in Vegas. You're gonna deal with Patrick. <laughs> Mah- you can deal with Patrick Mahomes. You're dealing with Russell Wilson, and now you're dealing with Harbaugh, who's gonna get that thing humming. I'll, I'll give that a ten when we get to it. I think because Harbaugh's a ten for me, Pierce is a nine. You had to hire him, but at the same time, that's a tough gig. Titans Brian Callahan. That's a six for me. 
No, nothing gets me sized like Callahan football. Yeah. I'm, I make auto parts for the American working man because I am an American working man. Yeah, Panthers, have, have fun Dave Canales, did that do anything for you? You know, I think that was that was a really good hire in that you need somebody to fix Bryce Young. That's right. that's project one there. He is the best guy to fix Bryce Young. He can't fix the rest of the building, though. He's doomed from the get-go. That's a four. Seahawks, Mike McDonald. I like Mike McDonald. That's an eight I get for me. steamed up for some Mike McDonald. Yeah. I do. If if the breaking news sounder had come on and you had said sources say Mike McDonald's the new coach of the Commanders, I'd be a lot more steamed up right now. I Absolutely. really would. So then Falcons, Raheem Morris, that's a 10 for me. I love that hire. It's fascinating to me because we thought Belichick was the guy there. Right. And then they go Raheem Morris. Two Moore. interview to none lead. I know. <laughs> that, that's what makes that one fascinating. The fact that they picked Raheem over Belichick makes me like it even more. Yeah. So, and then Harbaugh, I'm giving that a 10 out of 10. That's Dan a, Quinn, what what number are you giving it? Dan Quinn's a four. He's, right. He doesn't, and so that puts us near the bottom of the list. He doesn't you move know? the needle. And so we had this perception here that Josh Harris and Adam Peters were going to win this coaching cycle. They did not win it. Okay. If you, But you agree with me. They were the de facto winners of the GM search cycle. Yes. They have 10 out of 10. Nobody right. did better and, than but them. But after they hired Adam Peters, everyone said, with the money that they have in the salary cap, with the number two overall pick, with Josh Harris willing to spend with a good GM, that's the number one destination for coaches. Turns out that's wrong. You said that. No, no, no. Like, the Chargers was the better job all along, right? I... I, I, I I've always said that. There were several okay. people that covered this team that said Washington was the best spot. They're drinking a little too much Kool-Aid. I'm just saying, if you had to win one of the two, general manager or coach, I think you won the right one, even if it's a little rocky in, in, in the interim. If you give the Chargers number one, are you giving Commanders number two then? For best jobs in the cycle? Yeah. I think Atlanta was a really good job as well. I think okay. uh, you know, there's no quarterback in either place. That's why the Chargers was the better job. But you got a superstar um, running back. But but you, you got a really loaded roster. Like, Kyle Pitts hasn't even sniffed his potential yet. Bijan hasn't sniffed his potential yet. That's, you always want to walk into a place where everybody is underachieving. Washington was bad last year, but I don't know that they were underachieving. I think they achieved at, at quality level. Washington has their new head coach. It is Dan Quinn. We'll take your phone calls, 833-804-0910. You can tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM from Dallas to D.C., the Commanders have found their next head coach, hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to come to Washington. Who's going to be Dan Quinn's Kyle Shanahan that served as the offense coordinator and took the Falcons to the Super Bowl? If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Or you could tweet us at 910thefan at AWOD Radio. Uh, 12th Man tweets me, the offense coordinator hire is really important. Totally agree. I mean, the most important thing, especially if you turn in the card for a quarterback at number two, who is in that guy's ear every minute of every day is arguably more important to the future of this franchise than who your head coach is in the 2024 season. Robbie tweets us at AWOD Radio. I would have rather had Eric Bieniemy than Dan Quinn. I don't think Eric Bieniemy's out of the running to stay in the offense coordinator role. No, but I also think that you're working now with, as Dan Quinn comes in, he's never overlapped with Eric Bieniemy. I, I think Dan Quinn's got a really big network. It wouldn't surprise me if it's somebody he's worked with before, because you're, you're talking about Dan Quinn understands 
the importance of this quarterback pick. If they turn in the card at number two, the importance of getting this guy developed and getting this right. If you get this right, if you're Dan Quinn, you get to stay in the building for 15 years. Like, yeah. Look at Andy Reid in Kansas City. He, he doesn't have to worry about his job every year because Patrick Mahomes is there. If you get this right, that matters. And uh, look, I, I hope Eric Bieniemy is a success in the NFL. You know that. I know that. Is he the right guy to tutor a young, raw quarterback in this, in this offseason? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't it's know. It's tough to say yes after it, you saw Sam Howell thrown 50 times a game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Adam Peters in January said this about what he looked for in a head coach. Quote, leadership. That's an interesting part. He kept talking about leadership. He did. I'll go on. Leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct, and upfront. Have all those qualities, and they're all intertwined. But those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that make up a great head coach and a great leader. That's the second time you mentioned leadership. But really, it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. I think that's the part that circles Dan Quinn right there. People will follow him. People love Dan Quinn. People yeah. love playing for Dan Quinn. People love working for Dan Quinn. He will get a top-notch staff. He will bring this building to respectability. And one of the things we keep talking about is you have to be a place where free agents want to come. You have to be a place. This has been for so long they've paid what I call the bad franchise tax. Because they're bad, they have to pay extra to get less every time there's a free agent, every time there's somebody out there. You want to flip that. Right now in San Francisco, they call the free agents and they don't say, how much do you want? They say, this is what we're offering. Do you want to come be a part of this? That's yeah. what Belichick did in his heyday. This is what we're offering. Come be a part of this. Uh, Jahan Dotson on Twitter, we'd welcome you with open arms, brother, at Micah Parsons. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sure he's going to leave Dallas, or Dallas going to let him leave. Uh, JBJ tweets me, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Good luck, commanders. Does it feel that way to you, that this is like a Dan Snyder move to get a retread as your head coach? Well, the Dan Snyder move is to to get whoever he thinks is the best name to sell tickets because Ron Rivera what was received well by the fan base when they hired. Oh, this is what they need, stability, right? He always knew how to pick exactly what the fans wanted. Even when Jay came, right, it was, we've got Robert, this guy will unlock Robert. With Shanahan, oh, this is a respected football man that will bring something to the building. With Ron, it's we have all this chaos swirling around. He is the guy for this moment in a, in a coach-centric plan. This is, in a lot of ways, the opposite. This is a move that what we're hearing right now is fans don't like it. So for all of you out there that believe this is a Ron Rivera 2.0, here's my response to that. Bring it. Ron Rivera, for years, sat on the sidelines with his arms crossed, never wanted to fire people up at halftime. He literally admitted to a reporter he didn't have a halftime speech when the team was down by 20 against the Chicago Bears. Dan Quinn's going to wear that hat backwards. He's going to rock that backwards hat, and he is going to scream. This is a guy that you're going to see on the sideline with spit coming out of his mouth because of how much he yells at people. He is a screamer. He's going to demand good play. He's going to demand that these guys are loyal to him and that they go out there and give it their all every single play. This is a guy that I could see if this was the NBA, he would get technical fouls, right? Like that's the kind of head coach you're getting here. You're not getting a guy that's going to be silent. You're getting a rah-rah guy, and that is a good flip the script. 
from Ron Rivera. I love it. I've had two interactions with Dan Quinn ever. They've both been just exceptionally pleasant, though, and one of them he didn't have to be. So one of them, um, I chatted with him about being at William & Mary. He is part of the William & Mary pipeline. He worked under Jimmy Laycock, you know, talked to all those guys. He was great. Coaches love picking up the phone for that story, by the way. Like, yeah, I'll tell you stories about, you know, back in the day and my, my famous friends and Jimmy Laycock should be in the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. The second one, I went up to him in an NFL owners meeting. This is right after UVA lost to UMBC. I said, Dan, if you want to punch me in the face, if you don't want to talk to me, I totally understand. But, I, I you know, we, we cover UVA extensively here. Tony Bennett just lost to a 16 seed. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Tony. You know, we, I've covered Tony forever. You're one of, like, seven people on the planet who understands what Tony Bennett's dealing with right now. <laughs> you blew a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. I didn't say that to his face, but yeah. it was understood. I said, would, would you be willing to share about what that was like and what advice you'd give him? And he talked to me for 30 minutes. Really? And, and he was great. Yeah. So he wasn't, like, heartbroken from that loss to the he Patriots. W- he was exceptionally heartbroken from that loss. But he showed up the next day committed to making it right and doing it right. When he was fired from the Falcons, it, so here, here's your, your Ron Rivera divergence. Ron Rivera, when he was fired from the Panthers, said, well, that's their fault. The way I do things is the right way. He came to Washington, hired all his old Carolina buddies and kept being Carolina. Dan Quinn, when he was, when he was fired from the Falcons, he has kept a notebook. He has called people in the business. What did I do wrong? What do I need to change the next time I get a job? I like that. And, and and he will not that he is not doing Atlanta 2.0 here. He has grown, he has learned, and he has been taking notes. When I get my next chance, this is this is how I want to do it differently. I really like that. It reminds me kind of of Mike McCarthy when he was fired by the Packers, wasn't the story that he spent a whole season calling all of his best friends and they just drank beers and watched football and commented on, "Hey, this is what they should have done." And, and kind of like learn the new style of the NFL by bringing in younger guys to hang out with them. Yeah, because, you know, it's not ageist to say the Kyle Shanahan offense is dominating football. It just so happens everybody who coaches the Kyle Shanahan offense is 38 or younger right now. Like, right? That's not the ageist part. It's just that that offense is really good. Dan Quinn's 52. He is open to learning the Kyle Shanahan offense, right? You know, he worked with Kyle Shanahan, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. It's harder, but but he is open to that, and he's not like Ron Rivera had in mind. This is how a football team should work. This is how a football team should operate. I get the sense Quinn's coming in with a more open mind. Captain Todd tweets us: This is like going to a high end steakhouse and ordering a Caesar salad. <laughs> no, this is like going to a high end steakhouse and ordering the chicken. Right? <laughs> oh, this is like going to a high end steakhouse, ordering a nice steak. Uh, you know, the, the the cowboy ribeye. And then the waiter comes back from the kitchen 20 minutes later and says, we're all out of the cowboy ribeye, but I've got some chicken back there. Right. Would, you like me to, would you like me to cook it up? <laughs> Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. You can tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105. 1FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Reacting to the breaking news, Commanders hire Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to be their next head coach. Michael Phillips hanging out with us here from MP on the mic. You can check him out Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. Dan Quinn hired as the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline covers the Commanders for Locked On Commanders. It is David Harrison. What's going on, David? 
Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Give us your initial reaction to the news. You know, I mean, at this point, honestly, part of me is just happy that there's a hire made, and now we can start moving forward talking about coordinators, talking about schemes, uh, and talking about, you know, free agents and draft prospects that fit those kinds of things. Um, although I do understand that, you know, as I sit here and prepare my next episode of Locked On Commanders, I'm about to dive into a pool of a lot of people who are not, not particularly happy, and I've got to, you know, respect that and, and address that in kind as well. If you're Josh Harris, what do you say to yeah. save face? Because it feels pretty obvious that they yeah. swung and missed on Ben Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily about saving face as much as it's just being honest, you know, and you don't have to dive deep into the nitty-gritty of, of exactly what happened and everything like that. But there's, you know, it, it's one of those moments where we're really going to get kind of an insight into how much of a, you know, a, a, a face that this organization is going to put out, you know, towards like the media and the fan base and everything like that. And so far, Josh has been very honest, so I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, you're going to get some honest, uh, uh, you know, insight without necessarily getting into the guts of it. Um, but, you know, if they come out and, you know, kind of try to sell this whole thing, you know, well, Dan Quinn was the number one guy from the jump and, and da, 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 it, it, honestly, it, the, the weird thing about it is it could actually be true in, 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 a, in an alternate universe, but nobody's really going to believe it. So they kind of, you know, just from a PR standpoint, if, if we if we turn on that lens, they just got to kind of understand what they're walking into and, and come out with the best way to do it where you're respectful of the hire, uh, you're respectful of the people's opinions who are, you know, you're calling for season ticket orders and all that stuff, um, but, but also being as honest as you can be. I do think he needs to save face because, Michael, it feels like this could be a turning point in how the fan base views him as the owner. Yeah, I, I think you can be honest without, you know, having to lie. We talked to a yeah. lot of head coaches. There were four head coaches who we felt – Four candidates who we felt could be head coach of this team, we hired one of them, right? Like all of those statements yeah. can be true down the line without having to say he he wasn't Ben Johnson, right? It, we we felt he was a capable coach. There were other people we felt were capable coaches too. Um, Dan Quinn, though, very well prepared to build a staff. I think that's one of the positives, David. You you've been around the league for a while. You cover different teams. Uh, I mean, how excited are you to see? what level of talent he brings in here to Washington. Yeah. First of all, what's up, Michael? Yeah, what's up, dude? I didn't know you are there. What's up? Nice <laughs> to talk to you. Hope, hope to see you soon. Um, you know, the, the more that I've started to dive into, as this head coaching saga has kind of unfolded, started to dive more into coordinators. Uh, you know, and I know, Adam, you kind of asked me about that the last time I was on with you, and I didn't really have a deep library there. I think Joe Witt Jr., you know, from, from the Dallas Cowboys, is obviously a, a very attractive candidate. And, and I like Clint Kubiak, and you're talking about two – passing game coordinators. I think in San Francisco they call Clint a passing game specialist on the offensive side of the ball, but it's a passing league, and you talk about two guys who's literally, you know, their main focus for the two franchises that you're talking about is the passing game and how you attack the passing game from a defensive standpoint and how you, you know, elevate it from an offensive standpoint. And you look at Dan Quinn's history and his success, and, and you know, you go back to the 28-3 to fiasco, Super Bowl, and all that stuff, but Kyle Shanahan obviously was there. He goes on to lead San Francisco 49ers, so you go back into that tree and you pull Kubiak out of there and, and hopefully you can kind of recapture uh, some of that early success. I know Witt uh, has some, some ties with, uh, with Coach Quinn here from Atlanta, but he's also got ties with Coach McCarthy from Green Bay, so that's not necessarily a slam dunk, but those are kind of my two top candidates, I suppose, at this, at this point in time, and honestly, I would be excited if both those guys landed in Washington with them. Kubiak, name we've heard in San Francisco. Brian Greasy, a name that I like, Heard in San Francisco. How much of this hire do you think has to do with Adam Peters saying, hey, hey Dan, like you as the head coach, 
hired your defensive coordinator. Here's who I like as an offensive coordinator. Do you think that conversation took place at all? I mean, I think it has to, right? I think that when you, you know, the, the head coach obviously is an important part of it and his personality, leadership, and, and all that is certainly a part of it. But, you know, what's your plan for a franchise? Not just the Washington Commanders specifically, but, you know, if you're going to be a head coach, what is, what is, what is a Dan Quinn head coach team look like from a staff potential and, and how does that fit what we're kind of moving forward with? So I think that those targets have to at least be discussed in, in some way, shape, or form. And, and like, I, like you said, like maybe Adam kind of comes in and says, hey, like I like my guy Brian, I like my guy Clint from San Francisco how do you know him or what do you think of that and and see if they're on the same page because you know again along with the leadership you know mantra part of the message this whole time has also been a team effort right they want it they want everybody to be a lockstep and they want everybody moving in the same direction so I would think that that is definitely a part of this conversation how much of Dan Quinn's success as the DC in Dallas has to do with his ability to be a defensive coordinator and and how much credit do you just give to the Cowboys for their draft picks, right? I mean, they drafted Micah Parsons. They drafted Diggs. I mean, they drafted a lot of talented players on defense. You know, they did, but I I will, I do, I do think we need to give a hat tip to Dan Quinn uh, when it comes to Micah specifically. You know, I don't think that Dan necessarily came in here and, you know, Madden bumped his ratings or anything like that. Super crazy, but he did move him around a lot. He did kind of, play with them and say, okay, let's, let's try you here, let's try you there, and let's see where you're really the most dynamic. And I think that's an important part of Michael Parsons' uh, development because there are a lot of people that kind of had him pigeonholed in one specific role, and the Dallas Cowboys were really able to kind of come through and flex. But at the same time, as a general defensive coordinator, getting beyond the one-player example, uh, there, there's a lot to be left to be desired in Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator and coach, and, and that is going to feed into some of the concerns that people have because you watch that uh, that, that playoff debacle against the Green Bay Packers, and it was very clear that the Packers coaching staff kind of knew what to expect from a Dan Quinn defense, and in the midst of it and in the weeds, he didn't really do anything to change that up to differ, uh, to differ his approach. And, you know, that's something that Commanders fans have seen, you know, recently and in, in the past as well, is coaches that are not able to either understand when they need to switch things up or not willing to switch things up and, and are willing to kind of die doing it their way, even if it's not uh, working out. And if that is something that, Dan Quinn brings, if that pattern follows him to Washington, then this fan base, it's going to be really hard to get them on board with so many not on board already. No doubt. You're already hearing the Ron Rivera 2.0 label getting yeah. applied. That's uh, no, nobody wants that label. I, I think there are differences, but I certainly understand right. where it's coming from. David Harrison joining us. David, um, you, you watched a, a lot of Commanders football this year. That That's a badge of honor or, or shame, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Um, give me a realistic thought on how good this team can be this year? Because nobody's saying Dan Quinn has to make the Super Bowl this year. That We know that's not possible. How good right. can they be, though? You know, that's, 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 I think that's going to be harder to answer until we have the coordinators in place. I think that, that that's going to be a big part of that equation. And, of course, you dive into the quarterback conversations and, and what do you expect from there. But, you know, so many people expect, number two, you know, if they stick there, it's got to be a quarterback, right? Like, I don't think you're taking – you know, the top tackle off the board at number two with so many quarterbacks with so many quarterback needy teams. So if you're picking two, then you're talking quarterback. And anytime you have a new coordinator, new head coach, new quarterback, you kind of have to come in with a big grain of salt because those three things, anytime you bring any of those three elements into an organization, you tend to have kind of a year of growing pains. Well, you're bringing all three uh, into this organization now, so you really have to kind of expect that. So, you know, just off of that cuff alone, I don't know if I would expect more than say, five or six wins, I mean, I think that's kind of where you need to stand because, again, you look at the, the schedule coming and we don't have the dates and the order and all that stuff, but nine of these teams that the Washington Commanders face with a last-place NFC East schedule, 
Uh, nine of them are playoff caliber teams. If you count the Cincinnati Bengals, who obviously didn't make the postseason, but if Joe Burrow is healthy, they're certainly a playoff contender. So the majority of the teams that the Washington Commanders are going to face next year are playoff caliber teams. That alone, on top of all the change in the potential rookie quarterback, uh, or even if it's not a rookie, let's say you know the, the Sam Howell supporters get their way and the new OC or whoever the OC is does roll with Sam for another year, he's learning a new scheme. He's learning a new head coach. So you have to expect uh, some growing pains there either way. I just, I just think that's probably the smartest. I think emotionally for Commanders fans, I would probably say that's the smartest way to come into the year. And then if you get more than that, then you just celebrate that you're ahead of the, the process. David, great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Follow David on social media at dharrison82. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yep. Michael Phillips here hanging out on AWOD Radio. We've got to get to Airport Gate. Bill Belichick, we had Watergate. Airport Terminal Gate. You know I've been talking about this nonstop for the last 24 hours. I yes. think this is a big deal. I think it's a big deal. we got to dive into this story. Dan Quinn hired as the head coach. Take your phone calls, 833-804-0910. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We have extended crosstalk. Because of the breaking news, the commanders hire the next head coach, the former Dallas Cowboys defense coordinator and former Falcons head coach, Dan Quinn. So now we need to get into airport terminal gate. What the hell went down? Michael, I will give you the credit. You were the first to bring this to my attention. Explain to the audience what went down over the last 48 hours. Uh, there were there were five interviews lined up in the in the two days after the, the NFC title game. The five in-person interviews with the five people who were ultimately considered to be the top candidates for the job. Dan Quinn was in Washington in Ashburn on Tuesday morning. So Dan Quinn was in a boardroom at the Ashburn facility with Josh Harris, with Adam Peters, with the crew, uh, or somewhere in D.C. I guess I I don't know that it was at the facility, so I don't want to say that. Somewhere in D.C., they're they're sitting down in a boardroom. They're talking about the the gig. Dan leaves, and they send him off to Reagan Airport to fly back home on American Airlines. Now, lots of people fly on airplanes all the time. If he's really your number one pick to be the next coach of the Washington Commanders, you got to get that guy on a PJ. Yeah, got to get him on a private jet. That's it's a bad look to send him to the airport uh, to to go through TSA, go hang out with the regulars. It, it doesn't scream you're a top kid. Do you think Mike McDonald flew Alaska Air to Seattle yesterday? No chance. I would venture they had a party waiting for him. Adam Peters flown private to to DC. Yeah. Uh, for the general manager oh, interview. Facts. And and you can confirm sources on the ground said that he was flying like a regular. Nikki Javala was there because she was she was going out to the Senior Bowl or wherever she was going. Ran into him at the airport. Yeah, uh, chatted with him for a while. And I, like, I, I, look, it's not everything, but it's not nothing here as we piece together what happened at that time. They, you know, there were rumblings that something was going on, but we hadn't had the official Ben Johnson cancels yet. Uh, they they didn't. I would guess the team didn't know or else they would have made a very abrupt switch in their approach there. Yeah, I I mean, look, this is one of those situations where the commanders can say what they want. They they missed on this one. They missed on this. They wanted Ben Johnson. They can come out and say, oh, we got the right guy. We got the leader of men. It might work out with Dan Quinn. They wanted Ben Johnson. Sure. They they wanted Adam Peters and they got Adam Peters. Yeah. So 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 this isn't a full bust of a cycle. And Adam Peters matters as you go to the draft. There are 
It's not a binary. It's not you get your guy or you get a crap guy. Um, you know, look at Atlanta. They wanted Bill Belichick. They got Raheem Morris. Uh, it didn't work out with Belichick for whatever reason. There are reasons to believe just because you don't get your first guy, you still end up with with, with a quality guy. But to suggest that that Dan Quinn was the guy from the get go, I don't I don't think anybody's going to say that. I hope nobody's going to say that. It, it, look, if he's hanging out at the American Airlines terminal at Reagan, that to me just screams not your top choice. Yeah. Do you think that there that there's any possibility that? Dan Quinn is just a lame duck hire, and that, like we've been talking about, the home run hire will come in two or three years when they have already locked in a new stadium, when they've already built up the roster and can become a contender. Well, that's the beauty of football. He's got his way to play his way out of that, if that's yeah. true, right? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. All I know is you can change your mind a lot over the course of a football season. If he if he wins 10 games this year, all of a sudden you think about him differently. Yeah. I think the, the fan base, all right, and oh, we'd love to – to talk to the fan base right now, 833-804-0910, reacting live to Dan Quinn being hired as the next commander's head coach. Everything I've seen on social media, the fan base is not excited. I believe the fan base was bought in in the belief that the commanders would go hire the best young name available. And that was, I think that was their goal. Look at who they interviewed. Look at the net they cast. And I'll say this. Bobby Slowick did not turn them down. I do want to clarify that. So, we were, oh, Bobby Slowick spurned him, and Ben Johnson spurned him, and Mike McDonald spurned him. Let's take all three individually. No, the Bobby Slowick, you don't go back to Houston unless you know you're not going to get the job. When he makes a statement, I'm committed to offensive coordinator at Houston, that he knew he knew it wasn't his, right? Uh, Mike McDonald, I don't know that there was ever a fair shake there because he was so deep with Seattle by the time Washington circled back yeah. that, you know, who who would if they had gone from the get go? Who knows? But uh, it feels like there was some mo- movement that they were desperate to land an interview with McDonald yesterday. That part didn't look great. That part comes off looking not great for yeah. sure. We we can't get Ben Johnson. What do we do? Is McDonald on the plane to Seattle, Seattle yet? Somebody drive over to Reagan see if he's gotten on the plane yet. Either. That that part doesn't look great. Diana Rossini. We both know Diana Rossini. Love yep. Diana Rossini. During the hiring process in Washington, Bill Belichick was considered for the job per sources. The commanders spoke with him, and he had support from some decision makers. Uh, Even though we had John Kime tweeting a thousand times, Bill Belichick is not getting the job so, in Washington. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, and, and I love Diana. I know you love Diana. Like, I don't think we've had publicly anybody saying Belichick talked to them. You're, there were all the Florio, Florio was throwing Florio, it out there Florio's, for a while. Florio said Harris liked him, yeah. but it wasn't they had chatted. Well, um, remember the conversation was back when the team played against New England. Would Josh Harris have a conversation yeah. with Belichick on the sidelines at that game in New England? And then they played the Niners later in the year, and Adam Peters, that was the buzz, and it, yeah. it turned out he uh, he got his guy. Adam Peters was just uh, just hanging out. I'm going to say this right now. I believe that Adam Peters has convinced Josh Harris that the next offense coordinator is on the Niners staff. Well, I, I think that's a joint thing, though, because Dan Quinn worked with Kyle Shanahan for so long. In I Atlanta. Think you, you can chalk that up as a joint hire, right? Dan's going to call Kyle and say, hey, who's your best guy? Here's the good thing. There are lots of people in the league. Uh, Raheem Morris has this too. There are lots of people in the league that really want Dan Quinn to succeed. 
because he's a good guy, because he's done thing for, things for them along the way, because he's been successful in the NFL. Raheem Morris is the same way. I mean, like, there was that week where, like, every coach's press conference started with, I hope Raheem Morris gets an NFL head coaching job this year. There are lots of people who feel that way about Dan. He is going to be able to make calls and get good, adv- like, genuinely good advice. Yeah. Right? Like, when I worked at the newspaper, like, people would call and be like, we're thinking about hiring such and such a writer. And, like, if I, if I like him, like, yeah, you, you should hire them. And if I don't like them, I'll be like, yeah, why don't you go away? Like, I don't want to talk to you. Things to like about Dan Quinn. Number one, successful. Several successful stints. Number two, leader of men, right? I mean, everything we've heard about Dan Quinn, the players love playing for them. He's a player's coach. He's going to be a rah-rah guy. That's a leader of men. And then I think number three with Dan Quinn is, like you're saying, his ability to build out an excellent staff. It's not just the OC and the DC. I go back to 2012 when Shanahan came in here, all right, and you look at how much success that 2012 staff has had. They hit that out of the park. Dan Quinn has the ability to not just get a good OC and DC. I think he can get a good tight ends coach with his relationships. He can get a good offensive line coach. He can get guys behind the scenes that we might not realize how big of an impact they could make because of his relationships. I I love that. I'm ready to run through a wall, Adam. Successful? He's had moments of success. Oh, come on now. He's had look moments. at the look at the Dallas defense the last three years. Look at how how high they've ranked. I don't want to put all the eggs into one game, but it was a stinker of a game. What the Packers the, game? Yeah, it was. I see. Look, the Packers game was a stinker. To me, it was more of a stinker for Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott doesn't have that pick six or the interception on the first drive. I think. Look, did. Did Jordan Love really destroy them? He had a good game. Dallas threw that away because Dak Prescott had terrible interceptions. Uh, Dan Quinn bounced back a little to me when Love held his own against the Niners the next week for sure. Yeah. That 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 helped me say, like, okay, that wasn't a fluke. The Packers are actually a good team. Quinn's record overall is fine. He did what he did in Seattle. That was great. He had the year in Atlanta. That was great. I think he's built something good in Dallas. I think he's a good coach. I, I think you're that, not giving him successful. I, I, I'm not prepared to to give. Wow! If I'm typing the LinkedIn profile, I'm not prepared to it, tag d- him. With do successful. you not write successful unless they have a Super Bowl trophy? Well, but that's you know that's so subjective because he was up twenty eight to three in a Super Bowl, right? Is Kyle Shanahan successful right now? I think Kyle Shanahan is, is a successful coach. He what? has a team that year in and year out is going to compete for the for the title. I think Dan Quinn had a team, maybe a team and a half. That, that met that criteria. I'm giving Dan Quinn more credit because I still think Mike McCarthy is a doofus. And so <laughs> uh, I look at Dan Quinn and I say, yeah, uh, he's a big part of Dallas the last few years, maybe more than Mike McCarthy. Awan? Yeah. We agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found our point of agreement, and it's that Mike McCarthy's a doofus. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Uh, I really do like what we were talking there about Dan Quinn's ability to develop a whole staff, right? I mean, like he, like you said there, he's got people rooting for him. He's got people in his camp. That's the guy you want. No question. This is so important going forward that this organization be thought of highly, right? Of of all the things that have gone wrong here, one of them is people don't want to come here. Uh, Assistant coaches don't want to come here. Players don't want to come here. Draft picks are crossing their fingers on draft night. I hope Washington doesn't take me. That's the first thing you need to change. And that's culture, by the way, which Ron fixed in four years, quote mark fixed. You're still working on that. Um, That's the most important thing. I think Adam Peters is a big part of that. I think Dan Quinn will contribute to that. Part two is winning football games. Once you build the culture, then you win football games off of it. That part will be harder for him. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That part will be harder for him. Uh, I still say 
at the very top of the list of important things too, developing that number two pick. If, if you turn in the card, if you pick a quarterback, who you pick as your offensive coordinator, who develops him, that's just so crucially important. You hope that this is the last number two pick we cover for a decade. We're going to do a little drill here. Phone lines are open 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. A little practice test on the fan. Call in. All right, here's what I want you to do if you're listening right now. Pull out your phone, pull out a laptop, Google Dan Quinn images. We're going to do a little eye test. A little eye test on Dan Quinn. Because I'll tell you, the eye test on Ron Rivera right away was, I hated the damn sunglasses with the tint. And the, uh, the arms crossed? And the arms crossed. I mean, you could Google image Ron Rivera and know right away that guy wasn't going to be successful. Google image Dan Quinn. We'll do the eye test next on The Fan.